Greetings and welcome to MTG Profits, your weekly Magic the Gathering podcast, where we discuss all things magic, and we tend to pay particular attention to the financial aspects of magic. I am your host, Devin, and I am typically joined by my co-host, Andy, who is not here today. He actually was here yesterday when we recorded our full-on episode, but unfortunately, due to technical difficulties, that episode was lost to the ether. So you are stuck with just me tonight for a bit of an abridged version of what we discussed yesterday. Uh, as always, please feel free to leave any comments and or criticism at mtgprofits at gmail.com. That's profits with P-R-O-F-I-T-S. Even though we are your profits, we also are interested in money profits. So uh, it's mtgprofits at gmail.com. In addition, if you would like to enter our contest that will be uh, happening for our 52nd episode, please go ahead and go ahead and email us there at mtgprofits at gmail.com and enter in the subject line contest. And uh, we'll send you out some goodies if you're the winner. We are on episode number 48, and we'll get right into it. Uh, the first thing that uh, I wanted to discuss was a couple of news items, uh, especially in regard to uh, box pricing and uh, things of that nature. So uh, first thing, we have Core 2020 has already come off of allocation, which is a little bit unusual for an in-print box to go off allocation so quickly. Uh, I think it only took like 13 days for it to go off allocation. And what that means is that boxes are readily available for essentially infinite reorder. So the supply for those boxes will dramatically increase. Uh, as such, I would expect the singles prices to dramatically decrease. So if you are sitting on any cards right now, I would go right ahead and uh, sell them urgently. Uh, if not, if you need them, just go ahead and keep them. But um, And it's also going to be a better time to pick up the singles on the singles market for that reason as well. Uh, to give you a sense for perspective, the uh, War of the Spark boxes went off allocation after 61 days, and the Ravnica, uh, Return to Ravnica booster boxes went off allocation after about 45 days. Uh, realistically, the the reason that the 2020 boosters have or boxes have gone off allocation is probably due to low demand. So Wizards is probably trying to push out as many of those boxes that, and essentially sell as many of them as they can while there's still a little bit of hype left. Uh, so they want to ride that hype train as uh, into uh, Profit City. Um, let's see, Modern Horizon boxes have uh, held steady. Prices are pretty consistent there on both the singles and the box prices. So they are a uh, an orderable product. There is no uh, restriction on them. So uh, unlike other uh, Masters products like the Modern Masters and the Ultimate Masters and the Iconic Masters and Eternal Masters, those boxes uh, are all limited in print run. Uh, Modern Horizons is not. So it'll be uh, curious to see how that changes moving forward, but uh, those box prices are relatively flat. A uh, big news item that we wanted to discuss was uh, the change in the judge system. 
So historically, let's give a little bit of history, we have had essentially volunteer judges. And judges were a requirement at all sanctioned events, all the way down to the local level, including uh, things like drafts and Friday Night Magics. And um, Wizards has gotten into a bit of trouble historically over time, primarily because they don't pay the judges. They're essentially volunteers, but um, they sort of pay them in an odd way by giving them judge promos. And Wizards always says that they don't take into consideration the secondary market, but they always print uh, high-end uh, judge promos to act as a form of de facto payment for these judges. Uh, at one point, a, uh, a lawsuit came from some of the judges saying, hey, you're requiring our presence, but you are not paying us for our, for our expertise, and um, you really shouldn't do that. And um, so what Wizards has done was um, something a little bit, I would say, underhanded. They effectively have turned over uh, all aspects of uh, the judge program to a third-party company, which will now uh, essentially oversee the judge program. And uh, Wizards will actually be selling that third-party company the judge promos. The third-party company will charge judges uh, for the privilege of being judges uh, at different tiers, and in return they will be given uh, the promo cards. So it uh, uh, absolves wizards of any uh, uh, responsibility when it comes to uh, payment for said services, uh, which is really sort of a funny thing because judges have always been sort of the, um, I guess the most uh, realistically, the largest lovers of the game. They, they're not judges because they're getting paid big bucks. They are uh, essentially judges because they love the game and they want to promote the game and they want to do things for the game. And uh, Wizards has always taken advantage of these people, in my opinion, because they've always essentially gotten free labor. So what they've done now is sort of incredibly egregious because not only are they not appreciating the judges, but they said to the third-party company, well go ahead and charge them some money. They've been willing to do this work for free, so maybe they'll pay you to do it now. And uh, in the process, Wizards make some money selling cards to this third-party company. So uh, Wizards actually stands to make money on the deal, and the judges uh, stand to pay money for the deal. Uh, the current pricing schedule is going to be $100 to maintain your level 1 judgeship, $200 to be a level 2, and $400 to be a level 3. So uh, just another uh, feather in the cap uh, for Wizards when it comes to uh, ripping off its user base. Uh, unfortunately, it's one of the one of the really frustrating things I find uh, true uh, Wizards' true nature is uh, they they produce probably the best game in the world, and it's run by one of the worst companies in the world, uh, in my personal opinion, and that is my opinion. But um, I've decided personally I'm going to slow down my, my purchase of uh, sealed product. I have historically been a relatively large purchaser of sealed product. I would usually buy two to three boxes of every sealed product that is released. Uh, I have not done so since War of the Spark, uh, primarily just because I'm, I'm uh, I guess really for two reasons. One is that I am a little bit fed up with Wizard's uh, sort of behavior. 
uh, not just in regards to this judgeship situation, but in regards to uh, low card quality. You know, low low print quality is still plaguing the cards. Uh, they don't seem to be uh, remedying that anytime soon, nor do they seem to be interested. Uh, so that you know, between low card quality, um, lack of support for uh, local game stores, I also feel is uh, an unfortunate turn in Wizards' uh, policy or policies. Uh, in addition, they seem to be sort of moving away from support of paper magic in almost every conceivable way. They no longer uh, provide coverage at Pro Tours and GPs. They're no longer paying photographers to uh, you know, photograph these events. They're um, essentially trying to almost remove the judge program by uh, reducing the amount of judges that will be left and um, also, I forgot to mention that judges will no longer be necessary at local game stores and uh, such events. So the, uh, they effectively seem to want to move away from paper magic as a, as a general product, and, uh, which uh, makes sense for them, I think, economically, if they can transition as many people as possible to um, uh, an electronic format. It sort of makes sense for them, but I'm not super interested in helping them do that uh, if I can avoid it. I, my, my strong preference is towards paper magic. I tend to be a casual player, as all the people that I know are casual players as well. Uh, so for those reasons I've, uh, and others, I've, uh, I've started to uh, sort of scale back my, my box purchasing. I will still be active buying and selling uh, 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 opened product. So on the secondary market, I will still be active there. And um, I, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Which brings me to uh, both uh, some buy picks and some sell picks. So my uh, my sell pick for the week is actually one uh, that we've discussed relatively recently, I believe, and um, as, a, as a, also a sell pick, but it's crept up a little bit even since then. And uh, my sell pick for the week is a uh, new Phyrexia card called Surgical Extraction. Surgical Extraction is a one black mana or uh, Phyrexian mana card that allows you to choose a card in a graveyard uh, other than a basic land. And uh, you can search the graveyard hand and or library for those cards and uh, uh, exile them. So uh, it cards up to about $44, $45, and uh, I feel that that card will uh, likely see a reprint. So it's probably time to uh, go ahead and start moving those if you are sitting on extra copies of them. I've sold my last two copies, uh, I want to say over the last two weeks. So I think it's a, probably a good time to sell those cards. I have two buy recommendations. They are both cards from Modern Horizons, and one of them is a very flavorful card that I enjoy, and it's the Cabal Therapist at under a dollar. He is about 90 cents currently, and uh, he's one black mana, a rare card with menace, and it's a 1-1 creature that um, says at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, you may sack a creature. When you do, choose a non-land card name, and uh, the target player reveals their hand, and you discard all cards of that name. This is a repeatable effect every time your pre-combat uh, pre main phase happens. You can sack a creature, and uh, go ahead and look at your opponent's hand, and uh, 
uh, well, actually name a card, then look at their hand, and then have them discard any of the named cards. So sacrifice outlets are uh, pretty pretty abundant. So I think, uh, or not the outlets, but the sacrifice creatures are relatively abundant, and this is another good outlet for your sacrifices. At 91 cents, I feel this card has the potential to go up, and it has uh, the potential to be broken a little bit. My second uh, recommendation is also from Modern Horizons, and it is Force of Despair. Uh, three mana instant, two black and a colorless, and it says destroy all creatures that entered the battlefield this turn. Uh, what makes this card interesting is that uh, if it is not your turn, you may exile a black card from your hand rather than pay its casting cost. So it's an alternative cost card. Alternative cost cards always have sort of a funny habit of being uh, somewhat explosive when it comes to their price gains. Their potential to be broken is uh, always a little bit higher uh, because of their alternative casting cost. This card is um, under $2 right now. It's $1.85. And uh, amusingly, it was a dollar. I want to say $1.61 yesterday when we were doing the cast. So... Um, uh, interesting there, but anything under a dollar or anything under two dollars, I think this card is a uh, a worthwhile uh, a worthwhile pickup. Uh, Andy had uh, also mentioned the uh, uh, recent Pro Tour that had finished up, and uh, there has been talk of the Arisen Necropolis, the Hogak, uh, being also a good card to pick up as a potential because it, it's showing up in a lot of decks, and it seems like it is the real deal. Uh, he's the 8-8 Trample that uh, you can't cast mana to bring him into play. You can convoke him and delve him. And um, he comes. He can. Uh, you can cast him from your graveyard as well. Uh, that card is also a Modern Horizons card. And um, I was surprised that it was uh, as inexpensive as it is at $6.79. I think this card has the potential to go up. I think it's the real deal in some of these delve uh, these Delver decks, and uh, I think it's got a lot of legs. I think this card will go up uh, over time. I think it's a safe bet. So Andy had mentioned that uh, one of the Tron decks had won, but uh, that this card had a large showing in a lot of decks, and uh, seems pretty good. So uh, there was a lot of other sort of shenanigans and joking around that we had discussed, but uh, tough to tough to recall and tough to reproduce and recreate those things uh, on a, as a solo individual and uh, doesn't have the same, uh, uh, I guess, humor factor as it would with uh, my uh, co-conspirator. So uh, that is going to wrap up our abridged version of our cast yesterday. And uh, as always, may your picks remain profitable. Have a great day, guys.